0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm.
1: Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott.
2: Yes, that's right. It is time for another episode of the Drop Podcast with me, your host, Lance Descott. Everybody in St. Louis has been wanting the head of Mike Yo. They want him to be fired. They think he is the sole issue with this team. Other teams have been having issues such as the Los Angeles Kings. Well, they took a step, in my mind, in the right direction by firing their head coach, John Stevens. Now, we all remember John Stevens in Philadelphia. I don't know what the Kings were thinking when they made this guy their coach. He had all kind of issues there in Philadelphia. I think he's a good assistant coach. I don't think he has the makeup to be a good NHL head coach. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion. In his place, they put in William Desjardins. I think he's going to be much better. I wouldn't say he's chilled or laid back, but I think the players will like him much better, and I honestly think with his personality, the Kings are going to play better for him. So, a lot of people after this are thinking, man, why can't the Blues do this? Now, you guys know that uh, I have been critical of Mike Yo in the past. Will the Blues make a change? Twitter talk, Facebook talk, Instagram talk, it's out there. People are saying if the Blues continue this inconsistency and have a bad record in a week or two, he's going to be gone. I don't see that. Who are they going to bring in for the rest of the season? Tell me. Berube? No, he's not head coach material. Sador? No, he's not head coach material. Jackman? No, he's not head coach material. Ott? Come on, give me a break. He's not head coach material either. The Blues are going to give Mike Yo a lot of leeway. Now, if after 25-30 games, this team is in the tank, could they make a change? Yes. But is that change really going to make a huge difference? It might make a little bit of a difference. In the end, am I a big Mike Yo fan? No. I think his teams make the same mistakes in and out of every game. In every season, he's been a head coach. I've looked at his history with Minnesota. I've actually talked to some of his players. And it's the same mistakes. He's the same coach he was in Minnesota. Coaches, they may start out bad. They may start out good. But they all need to grow. And in my mind, Mike Yo has not grown. So we'll have to see over the next couple of weeks what happens with that. We all know that Cancer Fight talkie is going on. So guys, please get out there. Support a cancer victim that you may know. Support your local cancer foundations. There's so many different types of ways you can help with your time, monetarily. Maybe even just a nice email to somebody you know to let them know you're thinking of them. Help out some way. Cancer is a terrible thing. I've been through it personally. My wife had breast cancer, and it doesn't just affect the person that has it, it affects the whole family unit. So get out there, help people. It's a great cause, and people need your help. They need to be built up. This is a terrible, terrible disease. So let's go ahead and get into the Blues game against the Minnesota Wild. We're all excited about two big wins that the Blues had against the Blackhawks and against the Golden Knights. I thought they played very, very well in both of those games. As I said in the last two game recaps, there were mistakes. But they played as a team, and they got through those mistakes. Would they continue to do that against the Wild? Would they be able to get off to a quick start like they did against the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights? Or would they have another type of game like they had against the Columbus Blue Jackets?
3: Sealer. A long shot deflected by Stahl, and they score! A wicked deflection by Eric Stahl that goes just under the crossbar. And Minnesota has the game's first goal. They had allowed the first tally, nine of the last ten. Great
0: play here. Sealer sees traffic, and he just rips one nice and low. But what a deflection by Eric Stahl. My goodness, just a beautiful
3: redirect there. Tries to drive around Bozak. Wheels and centers. It was behind Greenway. Sealer a drive. They score! Two goals on the shift for Minnesota. Sealer starts them both, and it's 2-0. Wild. Well,
0: it was started by a strong play by Charlie Coyle. Coyle spins around, doesn't find anybody. Uh, I think this is gonna be Sealer's goal unless it nicked Greenway in front. It hit a defenseman in front. Either way, the Wild get up two to nothing, and Sealer has been the catalyst.
2: I thought from the puck drop that the Blues did not look good at all. They looked very similar to like when they played against the Blue Jackets, a team that just wasn't there. A team that was making mental mistakes, allowing pressure on Jake Allen, not able to clear the puck out, bad positioning by defensemen. Just a terrible first period up to this point. They're down two to nothing. Now, a lot of people are blaming Jake Allen for both these goals. The first one was just a crazy, crazy deflection by Stahl. Nothing Jake Allen could do on that one. The second one went off Petrangelo's stick. Nothing Jake Allen could do on that one. So you fans out there that say these were Jake Allen's fault, you're wrong. I normally don't say fans are wrong, but you guys are wrong. That goal was Eric Stahl's fifth of the year and his 400th of his career. Sealer who made the initial pass-type shot, I guess you could say, Gets an assist, his first of the year. Four minutes, 42 seconds in for the first goal. They're up one to nothing. Now, just about 42 seconds later, they get another goal. And guess who gets it? Sealer, But this one goes off the stick of Petrangelo. And it gives them a two to nothing lead. In a very quick fashion, the Blues are down two to nothing. And it didn't look good. That goal by Sealer was his first of the year. Charlie Coyle gets his fifth assist of the year. Greenway gets his second assist. Past this point. The Blues didn't play well. I, I, just terrible, in fact. They would get a power play opportunity, and Ryan O'Reilly would get a beautiful goal his fourth of the year to get the Blues back in it at 2-1.
3: For Dunn, almost fumbles it. And now back to Tarasenko. In the circle. Across. The score! O'Reilly, what a team pass and a power play goal by R.O.R. Fantastic puck movement after Dunn. Had to handle a hot potato coming to him at the point. He does keep it in, and keeping it in, he waits,
4: and he snaps it back to Tarasenko. Everybody thinks he's going to shoot it. Every one of the Minnesota Wild are looking towards Tarasenko, and he just feathers a beauty. There to Ryan O'Reilly, who handles that firm pass on his forehand and then is able to slide it past Devin
0: Dubnik.
2: The Wild were definitely looking like they were waiting for Tarasenko to shoot it, and he didn't. He just put a perfect pass through traffic. O'Reilly put it over Dubnyk, and the Blues are back in this game at 2-1. That would be O'Reilly's fourth goal. As I said, it was a power play goal. Teresinko gets his fifth assist. Dunn gets his fourth assist. 11 minutes, 32 seconds in the first period. It is just a one-goal game. The Blues had some spots here and there after that, but it was still inconsistent. Inconsistent effort. Too many mistakes and Jay Bo would make another huge mistake he's one of the Blues worst plus minus players right now I don't know why the Blues can't see this they continue to put him out there and his mistake leads to a breakaway by JT Brown and he puts it past Jake Allen
3: loose puck for JT Brown in on the lone breakaway he scores first with the wild for JT
0: Brown and it's 3-1 Minnesota Well, the neutral zone's been very good for the Wild in this hockey game. They've been closing a lot of gaps, pressuring guys off the puck, and creating turnovers, and this one benefits J.T. Brown. A good play at the red line. They can't growl the puck or get it deep. All of a sudden, uh, he's off to the races. No one's going to catch him with his speed, and he finds the right spot up over the glove of Jake Allen.
2: So another mistake. Another mistake cost the Blues a goal. Terrible, just terrible. The first two goals were fluke goals, yes. It can happen. I'm not blaming Petrangelo for that second goal. It just went off a stick. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I'm not blaming anyone for that nasty, nasty Eric Stahl deflection. It happens sometimes. But I do blame Jay Bomeester for this. This one is all on Jay Bomeester. He's constantly out of position. He's constantly making bad passes. He's constantly falling over. He's constantly trying to catch up to guys because he cannot skate anymore. And as I said, the Blues keep putting him out there. J.T. Brown did what he needed to do. He took advantage of a mistake and he got his first goal of the year. Ferret gets his fourth assist. Eighteen oh nine in to the first period. The Blues are down three to one. They were outshot in that period, guys. Thirteen to 5 and that theme would go through the whole game going into the second would the Blues mount anything any type of offensive push no going into the third would they mount any type of offensive push no but Minnesota would get two more goals one in the second by Matt Dumba and one in the third period by Eric Fer his second of the year and the wild win 5 to 1 Dumba fire score.
3: It trickles right through Jake Allen. And Dumba extends
0: Minnesota's lead. It's 4-1. Dumba making himself available by jumping into the zone. And we talked earlier about a wild defenseman jumping into the play. Wild getting production from their blue line. He knows he's got someone and it's uh, Matt Dumba who just rifles one right through Jake Allen. That one looks like it snuck underneath the arm. arm. Tried to get
3: it to Sealer. now does on the second try. His shot deflected, save, rebound, they score! Eric Fair, while falling to the ice, beats Allen on the rebound, it's 5-1 Minnesota. And I think Sealer's gonna get his third point of the
0: game. Another helper, this has been a very offensive offensively productive night for a sealer who got a good hard shot in towards the net on the previous try and this one uh, gets knocked down and fair is just able to put it in the open That's side a
2: terrible way to follow up with an effort like this after they had two very good wins matt dumba gets the goal that puts them ahead four to one his fourth of the year Granlund gets his seventh assist greenway gets his third assist the fifth goal in the third period eric fair gets his second goal. Felino gets his second assist of the year. Sealer gets his second assist. And like I said, they win 5-1. to one. Let's go ahead and go over the stats in this game. No offense at all from the Blues. And I'm going to give Minnesota credit. They played a strong neutral zone shutdown type of a game. And when the Blues did get the puck into the offensive end, they were all over the players. The shots the Blues did have were longer shots. Nothing really super up close. And they would outshoot the Blues 45 to 16. You're not going to win too many games when that happened. Faceoffs even 50%. Power plays Minnesota was 0 for 4. The Blues were 1 for 1. The Blues had 10 penalty minutes to Minnesota's four. The Blues outhit Minnesota 22 to 17. Blocks pretty even in favor of the Wild 15-13. Giveaways, the Blues had seven. Minnesota had five. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game interviews. Where at first we're going to hear from the players. We're going to hear from Alex Petrangelo and Alex Steen, so I guess you could say dose Alexes. And then, of course, we're going to get to Coach Mike on his thoughts on this disappointing loss.
5: Uh, there's not much to say. They, they just outright beat us tonight. The
2: third goal, was that the backbreaker at the end of the period?
5: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, you know, we, we don't get off to a very good start. They, they came out. Um, working harder than us and got two bounces. You know that um, starts with myself. You know I I got to uh, I got to be better in those situations, especially their second one. I need to find a way to get in the lane and uh, get that block for us. Uh, you know going down to nothing to start is a uh, it's not the way we wanted to come out tonight. I think you guys had nine shots on goal after two periods of play. Why weren't you guys able to establish more offensively? Uh, again, it goes back to the work ethic. I think they outworked us in those areas and um, made it difficult for us to get in, uh, penetrate them inside, and, and we didn't have the, the um, urgency to get there. This is a place that for years it was hard to play. Now it's not. We've got to get back to that.
3: Do you think it was a case of them maybe just dictating their, st- their style of play?
5: Or? Uh, they did early, but it doesn't matter. We're at home. We have the advantage of the matchups. And we should find a way to be able to get that back.
3: You got on, you got back on the rails there for a couple of games, and then it just seems like when you fall off, you fall off hard. Yeah, what, 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 are you, it's, what are you doing differently? That's not, uh, it's not consistent. Yeah,
5: if they get one early, it seems like we're trying too much to try and get back into it. I think if we just stick to our game, um, you know, sometimes you get bad bounces, they're going to score goals. It's going to happen. It's our responsibility to stick with the plan that the coaches put forward and execute it, and um, we did that for two games and we had success.
4: Sometimes you lose and sometimes you just get beat.
3: No, no,
4: no, uh, no reason. Not right now. Obviously, that's our job is to find that out. Um, you know, it's uh, it's disappointing because you felt like you were kind of starting to make some traction, starting to. Um, starting to build something and then obviously a step back today. So we'll, uh, we'll re-examine and figure out how we can uh, make sure that this isn't too far of a step back.
3: Mike, you said that there was going to be a couple, a couple of these speed bumps along, along the process here. It just seems like you fall off the rails. This, this well, this,
4: I mean, well, that's the only thing that, that's probably a little bit disturbing is that we didn't have, uh, you know, for a division game and uh, playing at home, uh, we didn't seem to really get any kind of response tonight. That was uh, that was disappointing. But again, we'll have to find out. Uh, we'll have to find out why, and and uh, and we got to make sure that we come back. To like I said before, we're trying to build uh, not just a winning game and system and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 culture stuff that we have to build, um, and uh, and so we have to we have to make sure that we respond now.
3: So many quality chances, and boy, they seem to be in front of your net
4: the whole night. What did you see out there? Well, I mean, obviously, first off, you lose battles and you lose races all over the ice. I just think that we weren't hard enough and we weren't fast enough. And with that, and I don't mean fast and skating speed, I mean mentally, um, you know, no jump. Uh, We just... We played slow, and we didn't play hard. And so that led to a lot of puck possession time for them. Led to a lot of time in our own zone, and when you're doing that, eventually uh, with teams that want to shoot the puck, they're going to they're gonna get some looks. Mike, obviously more than
3: one mistake out there tonight, but you get the power of goal, and then from our vantage point, like Bogus or gonna kind of skew himself into a hole there. How did you see that play?
4: Well, I, I mean, if, uh, the way I saw that play is, yes, I think that, uh, I mean, his job is to skate there. I think that maybe he has an option. I think that his support... Wasn't that great? So, uh, not going to pin it on one guy there.
3: Can you give an
4: update on the uh, uh, Soar. Uh, don't have much more of an update. We'll we'll update you next game.
2: You went with uh, with Thomas on that line there, and the the thought process there. The I just
4: want to give him a look. Uh, you know, played a good game for us last game. Want to see. It's not easy playing with those guys. Uh, obviously, they demand the puck, and uh, but um, just wanted to see how it went.
3: You, you you scored I think five games in a row four four uh, goals or more. Uh, yeah.
4: Any weren't you weren't done. Well, we didn't have the puck. Yeah, I mean we're not going to score if we don't have the puck. I thought that uh, they battled us and they had more jump and we didn't do enough little things to get the puck back. And uh, like I said, it's hard to score from your own zone when you're defending.
2: Well, Alex Steen sounds frustrated. Alex Petrangelo sounds frustrated. And Coach Mike sounds a little lost. They ask him about Bowmeister. That's the main point I want to bring out in this. They ask him about Bowmeester. And what does he say? Well, it's not just one guy's fault. Yeah, he had the opportunity to skate, but he didn't get the support. Mike, this is ridiculous. I know you can't necessarily call out a guy in thrashing because he is your player. But what you can do is say, yeah, that was a mistake and uh, we need to move on from it and a normal coach, when a guy makes mistakes like that and continues to make mistakes like that, will at least say the guy made a mistake. Doesn't trash him. I, I know you guys think that I'm talking about Mikey trashing, but I'm not. It's about players being responsible for themselves while they're on the ice. It's about a coach being responsible for his players. As I said earlier, the Blues did play a team that played pretty dang good in that game. However. I'm not as upset about the loss. I'm upset about how they lost. Teams are going to lose. I'm getting a lot of emails about people saying I'm too hard on them. They won two in a row. They're two and two at home. Two and two out of four games, that's okay. That's not great. It's how they lost the games they lost. The game against Columbus, they just fell apart and looked like they didn't care. The game against the Wild, no adjustments were made by the coaching staff to try to get some opportunities from the way that the Wild were pushing defensively. There was no adjustments made, or maybe there were and the players didn't listen. But something has to change. When teams are challenging the Blues and playing very, very good games, the Blues aren't making adjustments. The players don't have that extra push that you would think a good team would have. So I'm never upset when the Blues lose and they play a good game. Am I disappointed when they lose? Yes. But upset? No, I'm not. As I've said, you can't go undefeated in a season. You're going to lose games. You can tell a lot about a team by when they lose, how they respond. You can tell a lot about a team that when they're behind, how they respond. You can tell a lot about a team that when they see things going wrong and they might still be in the game, they respond and really come out and say, hey, we're behind now. We're going to take control of this game. And I'm not really seeing that from the Blues. Can they make some adjustments? Yes. Are they going to make those adjustments? I haven't seen it. I don't have proof that they're going to do that. Do you guys think they're going to make adjustments? If you do think that, let me know send me an email, D at com. Now, getting to Coach Mike, as I said earlier in the beginning of the show, his teams make the same mistakes time and time again, season after season. Yeah, he's only been here a year and a half in the start of a new season. I don't see how the Blues can fire him right now, but I do see how they could fire him this season. Twenty-five, thirty games down the road, like I said in the beginning, if they're still doing this, making the same mistakes, I don't think they have a choice. Right now, I think they need to write it out for a few more weeks, another month, and see how things go. People are going to disagree with me. A lot of people are wanting his head on a platter now. I don't think we're at that moment right now. Do I think it needs to be considered? Yes, but not right now. Doug Armstrong really needs to think about what his actions are going to be, or lack of actions, in the next month. If they get rid of him in the next week or two, I'll be shocked royally shocked. But the players need to step up, too. There's responsibility to go around everywhere. Now, getting to Jake Allen. I talked about this, of course, at the beginning of the show. A lot of people last night were saying that uh, Jake allowed three soft goals, that, uh, you know, he needs to start making saves. Well, that, that's true. Jake has let a lot of soft goals in this year. But he's also had times where he's not supported by his team and from their mistakes, goals have come about. In the game against the Wild, three of those goals were definitely not his fault. The nasty deflection by Stahl, not his fault. The putt going off of Petrangelo's stick, not his fault. Go back and watch those goals. You'll see that they weren't Jake Allen's fault. A lot of people are blaming Jake for that breakaway goal. That's Jay Beomeister's fault. Now, two of those goals, yeah, you could probably put them on Jake Allen. One of them, he was almost completely out of the net, and uh, there's really no excuse for that. So let's say he's at fault for two goals. The Blues lose two to one. Are you still blaming Jake Allen for the loss? I think a lot of you people are. A lot of you people think that if we have this so-called top goaltender, that we're going to all of a sudden be this great team. I keep hearing the thing that he's not the guy that can carry them in a season. He's not the guy that can carry him and carry them in a playoffs. He did it once in the Minnesota series a couple years back. If it wasn't for Jake Allen, they wouldn't have won that series at all. He dominated the Wild in that series. If he does it once, he might be able to do it again. Am I saying he can definitely do it again? No. I'm saying he might be able to do it again. How many true top goaltenders are there in the league? What do you guys think? Five, six, seven, eight, ten? Let's say that there's seven top goaltenders in the league. Really good, good goaltenders. And then there's about another eight to ten that are average. And then you've got the rest of them. Do you think the Blues are going to get one of those top six or seven goaltenders? No, they're not. Could they get one of that next tier? Possibly. But is that next tier down going to make you that much better than you are now? In my mind, not really. I'm not saying Jake Allen's the best goaltender in the league. I'm not. Trust me. He's a little past middle of the road at best. So where do you go from here? You have to rely on Jake Allen to continue to make the saves he needs to. He's going to make mistakes. But then you have to rely on your team to play strong in front of him. You have some really good goaltenders in this league. But teams need to play strong in front of them too. And the Blues have not been consistently playing strong in front of Jake Allen this year. A lot of people are calling for Husso to come up. He's not the answer either. Have you watched any of his games in San Antonio? Right now he's a goalie that's not playing with a lot of confidence. So we are, in my mind... Stuck with who we have, Chad Johnson and Jake Allen. Could the Blues make a trade at the end of the year if they felt they were close? Yeah, they could. But for now, guys, I think harping on Jake Allen is not going to get you anywhere. Minnesota played a very good game, and the Blues didn't make adjustments to get over that trapping defense they had. Where do we go from here? Well, let's hope we get some consistency. And you know what? Yeah, they had a bad game. But if they could win two out of three, I'd be happy with that. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, let's go Blues.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about lineup media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues.
2: This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.